Freeland. Spirits. No, spirits. Gin. Gin. Fuck. You're so bad at God. God. Some days. Short-term memory. Shut up. We're going to play the music. Who are those fellas down at the end of the bar? Those are the McGlynn boys. It's best to just let them be and listen to what they gotta say. Ask if you must, drink if you want, and disregard the rules because this, this is the tab in question. Yeah, it's another Thursday night. We're in the tavern. We're drinking. We're talking. We're doing so many weird things because that's what we do in the tavern. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is that what we... I, I don't know what we even... Do we even know what we're doing? I feel like we don't. That's a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, who who really goes to a bar and genuinely knows what they're doing? Yeah, I yeah, no, it's it's wide open. You just kind of walk in. You're like, all right, let's see where this goes. Because if you go. walk into a bar with an agenda, I mean, you're either gonna fight or go home early. I feel as though that's that's a thing. How that's are you? Fair. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. I feel like we haven't been in the studio in like fucking forever. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a minute. Which is gonna be so weird because we're gonna release these like, like in order, like close together mm-hmm. but in reality it's yeah. shit we have what three weeks four weeks now yeah it's been a while yeah it's fucking crazy it's crazy well it's, it's good to fucking see you man it's good to be seen yeah yeah you're, you're looking <laughs> great i mean you know your hairline is thinning your beard is mm-hmm. filling where your forehead is growing and mm-hmm. i feel like you're we're finally reaching balance with the hair on your head yeah but see i was actually uh debating on shaving my head tomorrow because I go, like, every few weeks, I'll shave it and then just kind of let my my skin breathe a little bit and, you know, <laughs> just kind of go there. But then I embrace the beard game during that time. I, I shape the beard. I get it nice and clean. And then the hair grows back, and then the beard decides to not do anything. So That's so gross. It's just gross. <laughs> God, yeah. No hair on top with all the beard. It looks just super weird. My buddy Brian, he does that. And he's got, like, his, like, is shaped. So it like comes out from his chin and then it's like squared off down here and it's like it's got like sides and a front and like like he's the like the, he's got product in his bathroom where I have like a little bit of hair product he has beard product you know it's a regal beard but he's bald as shit on top and it's just like oh <laughs> I feel like all the hair just ran away from your face and is hiding underneath your chin so yeah but I mean not you you're yeah. you're a strikingly good looking fellow but I do say yeah, so. I try. Yeah, I try. he gets his looks from you. Fight me if you disagree. <laughs> anyway, all right, man. Wait, uh, it's good to see you. Let's get this fucking thing rolling. Cause I feel like we got oh, we got yeah. some shit to say tonight. That's right. All right, so we'll be right back, folks. <laughs> to the news desk we go. So I'm gonna lead off if you don't mind, Joshua. May I? May I take the lead tonight? Please. The big Please. story. The story. The news story of the day. Holy shit. Version 9,727 from the CDC today. <laughs> now vaccinated people 
do not have to wear masks outside or inside or socially distanced. Yep. Came out. CDC director came out today and said, hey, if you're vaccinated, you're done with masks. No shit. Do you have to provide documentation that you've been vaccinated? So there's the debate. <laughs> um, no, maybe, yes. Who, who the fuck knows? So literally it's like, okay, cool, if you're vaccinated. And my wife and I were talking about this right before I came up here because how, how, the, how are you going to tell? Hey, how, mm. how do you know? Right. Uh, like I walk into my health clinic and they're like, uh, it used to be, you know, the, the five questions. Have you this, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a yes to any of those was like freaking, you know, you got to go away. So a lot of folks lied about that. Uh, I will yep. never uh, admit to lying about any of those questions uh, answered falsely um, on record. Uh, but, yeah. uh, you know, again, but now the now it's just one question. Are you fully vaccinated? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Come on, come on in. Why? See, why, why ask? <laughs> right, and it, see, and I hear, I hear that, and then I think, okay, we're having a hard enough time for people to show voter ID, and it's like, how are we gonna, and you know, get the whole thing with freaking, uh, you know, vaccination records? It's like, oh my god, I have to have a little thing that says I've gotten a shot. No. <laughs> I have to have a vaccination pass. Now this, now this is me hypothesizing. I, th- this isn't in like place yet. Although when this airs, mm-hmm. who knows what's happening? Um, right. So as of today, and today's the thirteenth of May. As of today, you don't have to have a passport, right? There's no the vaccine passport to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But if people are going to be okay with a vaccine passport to go to a bar. And you're not okay with having to show a motherfucking ID before you walk into a voting booth to determine the leadership of a nation. There's a difference between having a beer and deciding who's going to be the boss. There's a big fucking difference. So if you people out there are listening, and we may lose a couple <laughs> listeners over this, and that's okay. I'm okay with this with the, with the percentage loss here because if you're the percentage that's going to shut this off and walk away right now, you're the percentage that's going to be fine with showing your medical history to go have a beer, but not okay with people having to show ID to get into the fucking voting booth. You're the problem. I, I feel like I accidentally touched on a hot button, so I apologize. I, I, my body's doing weird shit right now, so I'm just all over the place. So this, this is going to be a fun show. Oh, this is going to be so right, fun. Right on. So, so there it is. Uh, if you are vaccinated, congratulations. Uh, you beat covid and now you get to go back to doing whatever you want. And uh, the, the cool thing about all this is that they said that per, like limits of people don't matter. So and, and even Fauci came out today and was like, yeah, unless they're like falling over top of you crowded. So like mosh pits, you should probably wear a mask. But if you're in a mosh pit, do you even really give a shit about COVID you, anyway? You don't. I, you I don't, don't think care. anybody that cares about COVID is going to a fucking metal concert. Um, yeah. rock on Austin, but, uh, but like, <laughs> I just, uh, and, and all of this goes like the messaging, right? So like four days ago, they came out and said, well, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear your mask outside as long as you're by yourself or with people in your family. And then four, so what the fuck happened in four days? What the fuck, what the fuck changed in four days? Literally the virus has been the same. It's been the same for a goddamn year, right? 
So did you come to some sort of like aha moment or did somebody call you, right? Like like your parents' friends, right? Called your mom mm-hmm. and tattled on you. And then your mom called you and was like, honey, you need to get your shit straight and get the fucking COVID stuff f- figured <laughs> out. And so then she comes out limping and says, okay, well, actually. Actually, it was Trevor Noah. I don't know if you saw his rant about the whole mm. uh, confusing messaging coming out of the CDC about like masks are good, masks are not good. Yes, mask, no, do we, when do we exactly mask now? We're vaccinated, so we have to wear a mask more, question mark? Anyway, the rant was awesome. If I can find it, I'll post it in the show notes, but like it was hilarious and literally like four days ago, five days ago maybe. And now here we are. That's crazy. Uh, basically, we're just fucking ripping the bras off and streaking. I wonder if it's if it's an incentive Oh, it's Where total- saying, hey, totally a carrot on a stick. Right. And it's I don't know, like there, I've I've had conversations with a few people who are very much against the vaccine. And when they when they explain their reasoning, it, it sounds pretty legit and everything. It's like, yeah, that's great. OK. Um, I'm still going to get it. No, well, actually, I already have. I'm, I'm already two doses in and. You know, and, and honestly, I feel fine. And so it's like, okay, so now what 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 big deal is it where I can confidently now go around not wearing a mask, apparently, and you are still going to be forced to wear a mask? Can we say yeah. discrimination lawsuit? <laughs> Seriously. Right? So the people who aren't vaccinated, and if they're honest people, right, they're, mm-hmm. they're going to put their mask on. And mm-hmm. most of adult american not most um i think it's like it's over half uh mm-hmm. adult americans in in the country have gotten vaccinated so mm-hmm. so and eventually that if that number keeps growing and let's mm-hmm. be honest people are going to if it allows them to be less inconvenienced they're going to do it mm-hmm. right yeah. despite their moral obligations or or political alignment they're if if it offers them more convenience they're going to do it and really that's I, I to be perfectly honest with you that's exactly why i took it I got sick of having to spend all my time at home and not being able to go into the office because the office was where the work was at. Um, I am regretting that a little bit now because there's a lot of fucking work in my office right now. (laughs) But but anyway. Well, like I hear people talk about how their work was affected and all this other stuff. The biggest thing for my work was I just have to wear a mask. And and for the most part, it isn't that big of a deal. The first couple weeks, it was a chore. And just kind of a pain and just, ugh. But now, I put it on and I completely forget it's there. Right. I go about my day and I the only time I take it off is on my breaks or my lunch and stuff like that. But it's always on. And, and I just completely forget about it. And I think during this whole thing, I had one instance where I felt myself get genuinely angry because I had to put my mask on. And this was like months into it, like not like earlier on or anything like we had to be. uh, I want to say it was uh, September of last year where I had to stop in a grocery store and I'm walking in and I'm fishing my mask out of my pocket just like I you know always did. And I put it on, I'm like, motherfucker, God, I hate stupid thing. And it's like, you know, and, and of course I was like, wow, I'm like, that was a weird reaction because I have yet to have ever had that reaction. I'm like, hmm, interesting. I was packing parachutes in Arizona not too long ago, and uh, it was warm. It was very warm. 
And because we were visitors in the facility, we had to wear the mask, and all the people that work in the facility were not. And so here I am, sweating my balls off, because packing a parachute is a full-body experience, and I, I'm trying to the mask. I have, so finally, eventually, I'm like, I, I just rip it off my face, and I'm like, fuck it. If none of these people have to wear it, I'm not wearing it. And I just toss it off to the side, and I finish packing. Now, as soon as I was done packing, I went and got myself a new mask because that one was sweaty <laughs> and freaking calm myself down. But, like, it was that's right. one of the things. And, and again, the messaging, right? We're visitors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm coming from an incredibly COVID-cautious state that basically wasn't going to allow me to think about going outside without something on my face. Um, you know, and, and so mm-hmm. uh, chances are the exposure rate and the, anyway, I, we're going off a tangent here, but uh, <laughs> either way, now, thank you, 13th of May, the CDC has announced that if you are vaccinated, that is no longer an issue for you. However, businesses can still require you to wear one uh, and you are volunteering to use that business's freaking services. So don't go in there talking about liberty and freedom and shit. All right. Go find you a grocery store that doesn't require masks and shop there. All right. Josh, what's your news story? Stop laughing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. So a 28 year old woman from Miami. There are no uh, 28 year old women in Miami. Right. She decided that she was going to attempt to blend into a high school crowd in order to promote her Instagram page. So, during this whole time, uh, when she eventually got to the school, she started handing out pamphlets and was talking to the student body, promoting her Instagram. And then when security approached her, she's like, oh, I'm looking for admissions. Or, you know, where I go to sign myself up for high school, you know, because that's a, I guess you do that. Um, And I guess she was carrying a skateboard and had a backpack, so she definitely was going full till into it. Security thought that was a little weird. They're like, um, yeah, admission, uh, you know, admissions is that way or the office is that way. And so she went towards the office and just kept going. And they're like, well, that's weird. And so they followed her. Apparently, they walked around the school for quite a while before they finally caught up to her and said, okay, what the hell's going on? Now she is arrested and facing charges of uh, burglary, interfering with school functions, and resisting arrest without violence. For fucking Instagram. <laughs> so, so what exactly was she hoping to accomplish with her Instagram at a high school, at twenty eight? Um, to get like, those she, followers. She, was she going man. to like get followers, or was she going to like take pictures with kids, or was she going to like pretend like to get the high school experience now because she went through it fucking a decade ago? From from what I could tell, it looks like she was simply looking for the followers and to meet the followers because you know that's a big thing where got to do it for the gram dog your your instagram stardom people get to meet you like oh yeah i'm on the instagram and they're like oh hey me too and it's like it's not cool unless you have you know bro we both followers it's awesome yeah i i instagram but see here's the difference right 28 year old chick goes in with a skateboard and a backpack and the cops are like uh hmm now i go into a school hand out pamphlets with a skateboard and a backpack, and they're like, nope, you're coming with us right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean. Well, with the news article, they even uh, they had her mugshot. And honestly, 
she could have passed. I mean, she looked like a young 28. Like, young 28. So, I mean, like, I kind of get why there was that bit of a delay. And, you know, who knows? She could be a, a, a born actress. So she could have totally played this off and be like, oh, yeah, I'm... I'm just, I'm new here. I'm trying to figure out where to go. And, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, just go. And they're like, well, that's, uh, <laughs> nobody that's right. Ride, nobody rides a skateboard in Miami. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> we surf everywhere. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I found it hilarious what what people are willing to do for friggin' Instagram. And it's like, I like taking pictures or stupid stuff. Like uh, my daughter and I went and saw a movie a while back. And just as a joke, we took a quick uh, selfie like to us together, but with like scared faces on, saying that we were in the wrong movie, you know, and stuff like. That. I mean, so it's fun and right. just to mess around. But when when you go to the extent of essentially sneaking into a high school as an adult, trying to hand out literature to to uh, minors, <laughs> there's got to be a line. <laughs> there's got to be a line. Like, there's got to be something in your head going, okay, this might be a bad idea. I probably shouldn't do this. Or it's like one of those things, as soon as the cops showed up, she probably was like, oh, shit, this looks terrible. Um, damn it. <laughs> no, see, at that point, you've got to commit. Like, you've got to go. Oh, yeah. You have to go full in because <laughs> I'll call there, my there's mom. a chance that they might buy it and you get the freaking prize at the end, which is not going to jail. But apparently she didn't right. make it that far. You know, so like if it, once the, like if, if you're going to do something like that, you got to commit hard. Uh, which it sounds mm-hmm. like she tried to do, but maybe didn't do such a great job. But yeah, that that dude, that's so fucking weird. Why would you do that? That to get followers, like it, I feel like there's other ways to do that. Can't you like buy them? You can buy them now. So there was like a, uh, not too long ago here, a couple weeks ago, like there was a big ripple in the the whiskey world uh, about influencers and specifically the whiskey culture on Instagram, uh, the bourbon mm. culture on Instagram and where it's going. And there was a lot of uh, uh, social media whiskey elites, I'm going to call them, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, were coming out against a lot of these younger folks who are talking about uh, tasting notes. And it was first off, it was petty as fuck. Uh, and it was uh. it was so funny. Like, dude, if you drink and you taste stuff, right, and it, you use weird descriptions, who gives a fuck? Who cares? Who cares? If you come out and say, "Hey, this whiskey pro- this whiskey product sucks," and that was one of the big things that I came across is the the influencers were like, "Well, we never want to say anything's bad." Boy, why not? Why? And, uh, why? But they they corrected themselves. They're like, "Well, we want to say like it's not for me." It's not bad. It's just not for me. Which that's that's a gentle way of saying it. But if somebody comes out and says uh, this doesn't taste good, doesn't mean it's you know what I mean. But it's that for one right. person. Now the one guy yeah. did bring up a good point. Like again, we're tangenting. That's anyway. Instagram is is freaking this this weird entity now. Like and it's all on its mm. own because like it, there's social media and then there's Instagram. It's like Instagram is like the heartbeat of like a certain culture at the moment and mm. i'm not sure like the the influencer culture everybody's trying to like not work and just take fancy pictures and get paid for it and get free shit which you know i mean cool that's good on you you can also get a job that gives you money to work and then you go buy the stuff mm-hmm. there's that, that too and there's plenty of jobs now like there's lots and lots and lots and lots of them to go you just go hey, you just gotta go but- find one 
but depending on what state you're in, you're gonna make more money on unemployment than you're going than you're going to on a job. That is true. Michigan being one of them. Holy shit! <laughs> I I was at the intersection the other day. There are minimally two to three businesses deep on e- on each corner of the intersection. Two out of the three on each corner have a hiring immediately sign with, like, starting wages posted. And let me tell you right now, they are definitely not the starting wages I got when I started working. I started at 5 fucking 25 an hour. These people are starting at, like, between 12 to $15 an hour doing not jobs that require that kind of pay. And sure enough. On three of these four corners, there are people holding sign out saying, need money for food. Hey, a few of these are restaurants. <laughs> Use your paycheck to buy the food. <laughs> There's a building right behind you that says they'll give you money if you do stuff for them. <laughs> like... Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm with you, man. And that's I, there's a whole nother freaking rabbit hole for us to to chase down there. The the unemployment versus employment versus you know the handouts and uh, you know mm. um, there's right now I don't I don't feel like there's any any reason uh, to not work. There's uh, shit. The money's there. The jobs are there. Like my my son is uh, doing a phenomenal job at our local Chipotle washing dishes and running the kitchen and that son of a bitch is making $13 an hour and I can call him a son of a bitch because he's my son of a bitch if anybody else calls him a son of a bitch I'm gonna fight you um (laughs) so but I I think back to like when I started working at his age I was making 425 and and I was pulling turkey eggs seven times a shift out of freaking barns that had close to 2,000 turkeys apiece in them. Uh, and it is as gross as it sounds. And, uh, and yeah, so uh, so go wash some goddamn dishes at Chipotle for $13 an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, and uh, anyway, but it is what it is, man. You know? Yeah. It's not my journey. But. Well, I... But anyways. It, it, trying to get that the free shit out of Instagram, right? If you're going to be an don't, influencer, don't be, be an, an adult. <laughs> don't go to fucking high schools if you're a grown ass adult and try to get followers to be an influencer. You're Instagramming incorrectly. But see, to to her credit, she was able to elude police until later, so she got arrested at home. So a little win. So she went <laughs> a the little whole win. damn day. Um, what I read, it didn't give me a time of day that when she went into the school, but she definitely was there mingling and taking video and posted it to Instagram. And that's how the police tracked her to where she was through her Instagram. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck else did you expect to happen? Because she had her Instagram handle on her fuck. So I I noticed that for the first time, uh, going through Arizona here a few weeks ago, uh, four cars, pretty nice. Good looking cars, uh, going mm. incredibly fast. Every car goes incredibly fast in Arizona, because uh, there are no rules. But uh, mm. but on the sides and back of the car was the little Instagram icon and then their Instagram handle, and so I, which made me laugh. Um, so the one I looked, uh, because like she was nice and she smiled, so like I, I looked at the the Instagram handle, um, and there are pictures of her car that she passed me in, uh with her license plates exposed. So, if you're a cop 
<laughs> and this car blasts past you. You don't have to do shit. You just gotta get the Instagram handle. But there's your license plate, and you got him. Like, oh my, oh my god, hey, I, it's crazy. Uh, but hey, uh, maybe they're Instagramming right, and I'm Instagramming wrong. I don't know. I just post pictures of whiskey and shenanigans and stupid shit. History, okay. history nonsense. Yeah. It. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap it up for us uh, here at the news desk. Good stories this week. This is a good week for stories. Instagram and COVID, COVID. and Instagram. <laughs> always, always a winning combination. All right, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a sec. It's our favorite time of the night. It's where we call the bartender and we say, hey, bartender. Make us something. So tonight is, uh, I'm, I'm jumping into an area I am not familiar with. So Joshua, I need you to talk us through the drink of the evening. All right. Tonight we are enjoying a simple but tasty drink. We are enjoying gin and tonics. Now, you can go, honestly, with just about any gin. I went with a local one, mostly because I... Found out that they actually do their own gin. Um, I'm going to shout out to Latitude 42 Brewing Company. They have amazing beer is where they got their foothold in. And then they decide, hey, we're going to start doing uh, some other stuff. So I bought this bottle of gin. Really good. So basic dress up for gin and tonic. Gin, obviously. Tonic water, obviously. And some form of lemon and lime. You can either do uh, just like little squirt bottles that does the same effect. I currently have uh, two wedges of lemon and lime in my glass. Oh, you're so fancy. And and I did the little squeeze of the actual fruit, and so I got that in. Makes it very good. Um, my ice has melted because it's my second glass already, so it's a little warm. I prefer it on the rocks. Uh, first time I had this was. Two years ago, give or take, it was the first time. And I'd seen it in, like, movies and shows and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, what does that taste like? So I'm at a Christmas uh, office party, and I go up to the bar. I'm like, hey, I'll take a gin and tonic. And real quick, hand it over, and I take a sip. And it's so simple, but it's really good. <laughs> it, it's If you like something that's dry in your mouth, this is perfect. But if you like bubbles like i do like i love soda even though i don't want to drink it all the time this is perfect and then and i'm I'm a huge fan of lemons and limes so you put it all together it's a great great drink and it's easy to sip on it's very good very good so i'm using i just have my uh whiskey ice ball uh an ounce and a half of gin and then uh, I, i went with flavored tonic water. I don't have any fruit in my my drink, but I did have a uh, lime flavored tonic water. So the gin I'm using though is super uh like evergreeny, like I don't know like eucalyptusy, like I don't I don't know how to describe it. Uh so I'm not hmm. I'm not super good with like gin like right. flavor tones. Uh so I'm I'm hmm. drinking uh Freeland Spirits gin. They're out of Portland, Oregon. Beautiful bottle. Look at this. This uh, blue freaking like dancing 
lady thing. Anyway, all uh, all owned and operated by uh, by women actually, uh, and and it is good. It's just I I don't know gins well enough to know whether like it's normal, um, but it's very. I think juniper is the right word. Juniper is 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 it. So also sitting here I, for my second one, I'm not sure whether I'm going to go with the the local guys, which is the Boston Harbor Distillery. This is their Lolly's Small Batch Harborside Gin, which I have tried mm. before, and this is. This, uh, so unlike the, the Freeland Spirits, this one is definitely citrusy. This mm. is like uh, orange peel type shit. And then oh, this nice. one I just bought because the bottle's fucking cool. It's like a <laughs> old school like beaker. It's like a, yeah. Yeah. So this is, uh, it's called Hop Gin. And this is from the Element Brewing and Distilling. So I know nothing mm. about them. So like I said, the bottle. <laughs> the bottle just looked cool, and I knew we were doing that's, we were doing gin cool and tonics. So, oh yeah. So yeah. So I think uh, my next one I'm gonna do the uh, I'm gonna do the the lollies because it gets a that citrusy thing, and I think that might be a little bit better because this is this is a little bit like sucking on a lemon flavored uh, pine cone. That's cold and wet. Oh, <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> it's it's not terrible. It's just. <laughs> It's not overly enlightening. Yeah, my first glass, um, I'm I'm just using the the same gin for each one. But my first glass, I had rocks in it, and this is definitely a beverage. At least I enjoy more cold. Now, warm because this is how I'm having the second one is isn't bad. It it's just different, <laughs> you know. So I mean, so it's 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 not bad. It's just different. Um, I see what you did there. It's still, I see what you did. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's still good, and I'll still drink it. I mean, because I'm not gonna waste that because that's alcohol abuse. It's but. booze. Yeah, you don't want to waste the booze. Yeah, so, like gin and tonics are are not something I've I've really dabbled. I don't really get into to mixed drinks much at all. Um, I like mules. I'll, I'll crush the shit out of a oh, mule. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, so so. But this isn't really what I would consider a cocktail. I mean, you can make it pretty and put like a a mint leaf and put it in a fancy glass or whatever. But like, I, yeah. No, this is just kind of a simple, like a simple mixed yeah. drink. And I think with the right gin, it's gonna be, it's gonna be way better. So, yeah. so yeah. It, or not that it's bad. And I've I've drank the Freeland neat and I've drank the Lolly's neat. And by themselves, like I don't think I could pour a glass of gin like I pour a glass of whiskey and sip it. But mm-hmm. they're not they're not bad. No. I was surprised about how much I enjoyed them for that for not really not not having t- a taste. Like you think of how whiskey has a taste and then you try a gin and tonic. Where with whiskey there's all these kinds of different flavors and notes that you can pick out and it's just it's it's almost like an experience drinking it it's it's a whole nother thing now with these they're good but it kind of stops there for me Hmm. i like drinking it because it just it simply tastes good which honestly makes these very dangerous i've like i'm i've already killed this bottle and which is a which is a bummer because it's it's good and they only sell it at their uh, establishment, like they don't sell it in stores or anything like that, so I have to freaking drive the other side of town and get it. But it's still good, and there's a number of local places that have their own type of gin that I've been trying to slowly grab for my gin and tonic nights because 
like the big commercial brands that are out like yeah they're easy to get but i'm kind of a sucker for i want to i want to support my local guys just because oh yeah you know shit sucks right now <laughs> so it's like cuz there's um there's been a number of restaurants that i loved going to and uh breweries that have shut down and it's and it's terrible to see that happen so whenever i i know that there's a place that sells their own particular thing that i know i enjoy i i want to grab that the only downside is that it's more expensive <laughs> yeah. and i'm i'm cheap as fuck <laughs> anytime i go to a a small distillery i'm buying a couple bottles at, at least um, just, just to support them because it's, it, and I like it. Like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm, you know, trying to, <clears throat> I'm a virtue signaling here, but like, you, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you throw some freaking throw some money at them, keep them going because they need that. And then if they're making gin, it's because they've got something else waiting, you know? Yeah. They don't make, you don't make, uh, vodkas and gins just because you want to make vodkas and gins. I've never seen. If there is, and there might be, maybe in overseas somewhere, uh, strictly a gin distillery, right? But generally, mm. it's a it's a placeholder. You know, it's got its own niche, right? But it's a mm. placeholder, so you can make some money while other stuff is in the works. Because gin and vodka, mm-hmm. they're, just, they're instant. You know, they come off the still yeah. into the bottle and onto the shelf same day. So, go. so I, I get that, and supporting them is good. And I found I had a couple that I've I've liked. That aren't mm-hmm. aren't too terrible, I, and I find that they're actually they're usually cheaper than the whiskey I buy. So, right when I come away with a bottle of gin, I feel better about myself financially on a, on a fiscal side of things. <laughs> hmm, I'm saving money. Well, like, well, shout out uh, specifically to uh, to the small uh, distilleries in uh, downtown Kalamazoo. You you guys are you're hanging on. I follow a number of them, and they constantly talk about how they're always trying to. They keep working with the guidelines so they can give everybody their their best experience they can get with how they can give it to them. Uh, one of them that I follow in particular is the Green Door Distillery, which they have a tasting room here in Kalamazoo. They they keep they update their stuff regularly because they're like, hey, um, this isn't gonna work, so you can come in on this time and you can go in this time. And and I actually the cool part about them is I got to watch their building or their establishment start from the ground up because I used to work right down the street from them and there because I, I worked at a print shop and the uh, business there was a essentially a rivalry print shop but then they left and went to a different part of town and then this distillery bought their old building and we got to see this building just keep getting cooler and cooler they kept adding all these cool aesthetics I was like man we gotta get in there because that place looks sweet. And and I've had a number of their uh, oh their whiskeys and uh, I've had their gin before and it's oh it's good stuff. That's Green Door, you said, yeah. Green Door Distillery. They actually just went through. I don't know if uh, I'll have to find out. I don't know if they were bought or if they just went through a rebranding process. Um, they completely redid their their logos and everything, and I'm actually fortunate of having an older logo bottle, yeah. um, which is more nature themed. And now there's it's almost uh, I'm trying to <laughs> fuck it's it's kind of shaped like a keyhole, like a an old school keyhole, but they use the letters for their 
their names and so it kind of makes a keyhole but then there's a door shape to it it's it's really sharp and it's it's really cool i'm like man that's fucking sweet <laughs> so so it's a cool change but i'm i'm happy that i have a an old bottle of their their original logo so. yeah i i've got a bunch on the shelf behind me here that uh that are old label new label uh so when they do like a rebranding when they go uh, the folks out at uh, Broken Barrel are about to do uh, a whole new uh, labeling, and their labels are fucking badass. They're like hmm. artistic and beautiful, and they right. Instagram so very well. Uh, it doesn't take much <laughs> for my dumbass to freaking make that bottle look fucking beautiful. So, um, which means it has to have a lot of natural beauty already inside of it. So, I'm I'm really anxious right. to see, and I love I love watching rebrands because. Some yeah. of them, I feel like they they hit the nail on the head, and then others, it's like, don't know. Like the new Wild Turkey labels, like the new bottles that, mm-hmm. are, that Wild Turkey is using, is yeah. is awesome. They're and they're kind of modeled after their Master Keep bottles that they've been putting out for mm-hmm. the last few years. And they're like, hey, cool. So a glass emblazoned, you know, turkey on the bottle. Oh, it looks so great. Mm-hmm. And then the paper is just yeah. that little strip down below. Kind of shout out to to Kings County Distillery yeah. out of New York because they do that same thing with those like medicine looking bottles. So. So yeah, I I love it. I love watching it and just seeing how it goes, and especially the the folks. So that bottle that's right there, that's Rebecca <laughs> Creek out of Texas. They don't those the bottle shape is completely changed, and the label is completely yeah. different now. So I got well, uh, even uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Powers Irish whiskey mm-hmm. did the similar thing. I have uh, one of their older original John Lane bottles. Yep. And I actually had one of their newer bottles of the same whiskey in my hand. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, this this is cool and everything. But I'm like, there is something about that other bottle that makes you, you're you're buying something nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, again, not that. And honestly, their new bottle is is legit. It's it's a cool looking bottle. Like, I enjoy that. And especially their their new diamond logo. They have that on the caps as well. I mean, it's it's sharp. So like everybody goes through like this logo uh, evolution where they do something where they're trying to do something more artistic and true to like a almost like a history callback, whatever. But then they get they catch up with the times and and redo it and they do something crisp and sharp and ah, it it is cool. Like just seeing the change, it's it's cool. The Diamond P has been a part of Powers though since the beginning, so so that that element of their bottle, so the mm. the the P like the inside the the sideways diamond has been mm. with them from the get go. So right. so there, if anything, uh, it's now being accentuated. And you know when I spoke with uh, Derek King from Powers, like he was he was talking about the the logo history and. Uh, it was kind of hidden in the old bottles, but like mm-hmm. it does that the old bottles like ha- they have that good in the hand feel because their new bottles are like shorter yeah. and like squatter. Um, yep. But the new ones, they're like are the old ones. They have the 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 narrow bottom and it kind of flutes mm-hmm. out at the top and then goes up into the neck. And so like you can you grab yeah. that bottle by the bottom. You know what I mean? You grab that bottle by its ass and it just sits <laughs> so nice in your hand. You know, um, and and I like those types of bottles. You know, the the short squat ones. Uh, not say that they're they're not good, but they're like it, they just hold differently. I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm with you though. I'm I'm a total fan. Same mm. same as you with uh, the old style labels. That's why I miss the the Elijah Craig bottles. The old Elijah Craig bottles were these mm-hmm. short squat 
barrel looking things. Um, like, and they, and, and I remember, cause I, I bought Elijah Craig all the time, uh, in those. Mm-hmm. And I fucking wish I would have known they were rebranding because I definitely would have bought a bunch and just stuck them away somewhere because now, you know, you can't find them anywhere and they're collector's items. And, uh, mm-hmm. just to have that little, little piece of it, um, you know, now the bottles are significantly taller and they're thinner and they're, you can almost stack them like books, um, which is how I have so mm. many of them right there <laughs> lined up and friggin' tucked away. But, uh, but yeah, so I like, I, I loved their older bottles too. I had mm-hmm. maybe these, I don't know, somebody came through and said, you'll sell more if you have this shape of bottle and they went with it. But anyway, but yeah, but, uh, but also speaking of fun bottles, I have three very different designs and elo- you know what i mean like so you've got the beaker you've got the the pretty blue artistic you know bottle from from freeland it's like um, a teardrop almost yeah yeah and it's and again that, that's that, that blue hue with the with their name like in the glass and i really that's I pretty really cool. like that when they put the, yeah. the emblems like in the glass knob creek is doing that now uh with the bar their bottles uh new mm-hmm. riff their bottles have been that way. It's all in the like the bottom part, like it's bottled and bonded. It's like coming out of the bottle right. itself, which is super cool. So, I have a uh, um, tome or two, and and I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, Irish whiskey. Tome or two doesn't do it for me. Um, <laughs> it 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 just doesn't. And 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 I've tried to drink it a number of times. To put my finger on what about it doesn't do it for me. And I can't figure it out. But the bottle I have legit just bought it for the bottle. <laughs> it's it's the coolest fucking bottle. And that, I, that's ceramic decanter. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> so I grabbed it. I'm like, fuck, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to go anyway. And and I've tried drinking it. And it's like, eh, eh. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's, it's okay. It's yeah. Okay. So I I got to spend uh, a bunch of time with a store owner here not too long ago, uh, Fourth Avenue uh, Liquor Store in Yuma, Arizona. So if you happen to find yourself in Yuma, Arizona, go down to Fourth Avenue Liquor Store, uh, check them out. They their their selection is incredible. Uh, prices are incredibly reasonable, and I got to spend an hour just chatting with the owner. And he actually mentioned Tullamordu specifically because of the ceramic, and I. I don't know how much I, I'm buying it, but uh, he spent a lot of time talking about tequilas and how tequilas in ceramic containers taste different. They hold up better. They last longer. They're, so I, I want to grab a bottle of because I've got a regular bottle of Tullamore. I want to grab that ceramic uh, thing of, yeah. of Tullamore and do a side-by-side yeah. and see I'm, if there's an actual difference. Even for those bottle whores, it's just worth it for the bottle because it's a it's a sweet fucking bottle. <laughs> yeah, I got to start becoming a little bit more judicious in my bottles, though. Man. Well, see, like whenever I finish a bottle of whiskey, um, on my bar I have a a top shelf of where I put empty bottles, but I don't like do doubles. I'll, like if I if I've bought it more than once, I only put one up there. You know, starting from you know reading left to right is my top favorites. So, you know, far left is my hot, you know, top favorite far, you know, far right is the lowest. And, and I'll put that total more do up there just because it's a it's really a cool, cool ass bottle. bottle. <laughs> it's a market. Cool ass the marketing bottle. guys got you all day long. They, they did. In. They did. Oh man. They got me so hard. Yeah. All right. 
Well, it's going to do it uh, for us here at the bar. Let's, uh, let's take a break, and we'll be back right after these messages. All right, folks, welcome back. It is time for At the Bar, where Joshua and I go into a pointed uh, conversation topic. And some of you are thinking like, oh, my God, you guys have been having conversations the whole time. Yeah, well, this one is focused. Well, as focused as it can be for us. We don't focus very well. No, our, no we're terrible at that. Our, our focus needs more focus. <laughs> what was that Karate Kid, right, the new one? With, uh, what's the kid's name? Will Smith's son. Jaden Smith, right? Yeah. Jackie Chan was Jackie Chan, uh, yeah. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Yep. It's like, oh, your focus needs more focus. <laughs> All right. So, Josh, tonight we are going to be doing a little bit of uh, imagination. So, your budget is completely unlimited. Oh. Your floor space is completely unlimited. Mm. So, unlimited resources, unlimited space. Okay. We are going to build our our perfect bars from the ground up. So, this is a, it's a big one. We're going to have to attack this yeah. like pointedly. So, let's start from the floor. Okay. All right. So, talk to me about the floor of your bar. Damn. Uh, <laughs> wood. Like, and large lumber. Like, not like slits. I'm talking like, you know. Planks. 12 foot. Yeah, like Half big of ones. a tree. And yeah, for one. <laughs> and we're talking like a foot length. <laughs> no, uh, that with square nails holding it in, but like finish. So you're not like, you know, you know tripping over pieces of floor that are, that are out there. But definitely... Um, rustic and um, like with some of it maybe you hear it creak under your feet as yeah. you walk over it yeah I like that yeah I like that I would probably be similar uh, I would uh, but I would be different so like in the bar area like mm-hmm. from the bar out um, mm-hmm. I would I would have a uh, a darker wood floor Probably not nails like yours, but uh, but I like that idea. That that is pretty cool. Uh, and then I would accent off to the sides, away from like the in front of the bar area, with a lighter color flooring. So okay. so there's so because like a, same. I, I, I don't want I don't want it to like soak up all the light. You know what I mean? Because that right. that has a, the potential to like evolve into dark and dirty and dingy. And that's like so if there's light spots outside, you know what I mean. <laughs> Mm-hmm. on the sides of it but yeah okay mm-hmm. all right so so that's the floor let's talk mm-hmm. about the stools okay what do your bar stools look like see see that's a harder one because i personally like to sit in stools that have a, a back to them you know so so but see like a part of me wants to go all wood because i i there's something about bar feel that just needs a lot of wood there i don't i don't know what that's all about but i like <laughs> a strange obsession with wood <laughs> moving on do, do, we, do we need to talk to mother <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so if I think a cool accent off of the wood floors would be a older looking metal swivel bar stool with a bit of a back, not a high back, but a, a little bit one where you feel you feel comfortable enough to lean back just a little bit. Nice. I like that. I I would like, do like a copper. It was copper like a like the metal would be copper. Ooh. So it's like to go with like the wood floor. Oh, yeah. So if you did if you did copper stools, right? Or at least the copper base of the stool. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and then you accented your bar, which we'll get to here in a second, with copper. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. That would be fucking tight. Whew. And then the wood on top of the copper, like base of the stool, matches the floors. Mm-hmm. Like color for color. Hmm. I like that. Okay, so Dang. let's let's talk about the bar itself. So mm-hmm. from the outs, from sitting outside, looking into the bar, what does it look like? <sighs> All right. So uh, it's gonna be a long bar. Because there's something about being able to look down a long table and seeing a whole bunch of other folks chilling and having a good time, which is awesome. So so it's going to be a long bar. The big, again, uh, copper or brass, you know, uh, uh, foot pipe thing or whatever that is, you could put on, would go along. There'd be that little bevel and then the dip in to where the bar is. And then I like the idea of having a little bit of bar and then it would drop down again. So then that would be like where you could prep your drinks or the bartender would prep your drinks so it would be a little lower. So then you could like definitely look down into what they're doing with it okay. instead of it being like right up there in your face. Uh, biggest thing would be the length having a long bar on there i think would be cool right but again like i i more just for like stuff matching the idea of having you know you know all the natural woods and stuff would be really cool but then i've seen these bar tops where they do like it's a a resin like colored resin that goes in and out of the wood it's oh so fucking sharp and it, especially when they have the right colors and some like i saw one where it had the color it almost looked like water and they even yeah. put like rock they put rocks in it too yep and it just oh so sharp so that like something like that i think would be oh so nice they made like a scene so nice. out of the bar i've seen those those yeah. are cool those are super cool i want I want a wide bar, so I want there to be uh, a good chunk of space between the bartenders and the like the people there. Because a lot of times, you know, these bars get super busy, and if you've got those narrow bars, you know, your drinks kind of pile up, and you're, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's a lot of like going on in front of you. I want that mm. space in front of you to be open. And for you, you know, to lean forward on the bar, to put your elbows up, to have the room, to have a couple drinks, to have food, to have whatever there, but not feel crowded for space. So mm-hmm. I'm not overly like, like super long bar. I don't want uh, a U-shaped bar. I don't like no. corners where people are like, because that's awkward as shit. 
The only two yeah. seats in the bar that are open are right there at the, the end, one. but there's a dude on the corner. You're sitting awkwardly close to somebody you don't know. And that, that can lead to a great time. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes you get the fucking creeper. And uh, I don't I don't want uh, the opportunity for the fucking creeper. Now, granted, the creepers are everywhere, but and it, the term is also relative. But, uh, right. but you know, just to have that awkward social thing where like somebody comes in and sits down, and there's literally somebody's face like right there, and you're like, oh hey, hey, <laughs> like what's up? <laughs> I see you had broccoli for dinner. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I'm I'm with you, and the actual like the wood of the bar, I don't, I, I would want it to to be different than the floor, uh, maybe a little bit lighter. So again, because like no attention to the floor, I don't want you know the floor is just where we stand, it's where we dance, um, but I don't want it to be where we look. So I want to draw like the attention and and to be mildly, uh, what's the word I want? Um, it's not seditious. What's the word? blasphemous there we go to be mildly blasphemous kind of like like the altar of a church you know what i mean like the best lighting of the church is right there at the altar so you can see the people when they go up to confess their sins and make fun of them um and uh (laughs) where's the horn we need the horn oh hang on Uh, don't don't do it it. (laughs) okay (laughs) um but uh but yeah so it's it's just one of those like that's kind of where I want that to be so probably a lighter color. I wouldn't want like the wood to be super fancy because again, I don't want. Uh, I want it to be the place that that draws people to it, but mm. the people be the convert. You know, like the people be the focus. Yeah. All right, so we talked about the bars. We talked about the bar stools. Uh, let's talk about behind uh, the bar. Huh? Behind the bar, like yeah. See, that's honestly anytime I go and I sit at a bar. That is my focus. That's where my focus is, is what's, what am I going to look at? Because essentially in a bar, everything is happening behind you, whether it's more tables or people or darts or whatever, right. whatever have you, it's all behind you. So there has to be something that's focal in front of you. Biggest things for me are lights and bottles. The first thing I think of, of a bar that will forever be ingrained in my mind is Grandpa Peter's bar. He had it set up with colored bottles and lights behind it to light up the bottles. And I can, I can picture all the colors. I can't tell you what bottles they were or what was on there or anything like that. All I can remember was the colors. There was so much going on on the other side, which I think is great because people who like to sit at the bar and whether they're talking to the bartender or just want to enjoy what they're seeing, there has to be something there. So like the ones that have like mirrors and stuff like that, that's tacky. Get rid of the fucking mirrors. Okay. That I don't want to look at myself what I'm drinking. I do that at <laughs> home for free. I don't need that kind of shame. <laughs> right? I don't, do I don't need myself saying, you don't need that third whiskey. Put it down. You know, it just, there has to be something on the other side that draws your attention. And right. for me, it's, it's lighting and bottles. Whether that's just uh, um, difference in product or... 
if it's like specialty bottles, there was um, my wife and I went out to dinner a few weeks ago and the entire time I was there because of how they had it set up, I was looking at all their whiskey bottles and I found myself going, okay, I've had that. I've had that. I've had that. I've wanted to have that, you know, just, but I was looking at the bottles first because they were eye catching. And I'm, so I'm like going all over the place. So there has to be something interesting on that, on that, far side on the other side of the bar uh tvs no tvs <sighs> no tvs if you want to watch tv watch it at home or go to a sports bar yeah i'm with you there i want the booze to be the like the show right again let's let's talk a church reference right so you've got the altar in front <laughs> and then you've got the crucifix hanging on the wall in the back behind the pulpit right so hmm. so we look to Jesus, right? Uh, not saying that whiskey is Jesus. Don't hear me say that. Not saying that. Uh, but if we're going to do that, then we, you know, this is this is my church, right? So my church is going to be mm-hmm. that freaking that big wall. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I like double. So like double layers. So like two two levels uh, of mm-hmm. uh, bottles, top and bottom, and then mm-hmm. I really like on the the outsides of those. Uh, towers like lit towers that have like almost like cubby holes that go up and in those cubby holes and this is uh this is reminiscent of the high and tight barbershop which is a speakeasy in deep ellum uh in dallas texas and uh so you walk to the barbershop you open the door like you walk like to the back of the barbershop and there's like you can see this little ring hanging from the wall so you pull the ring and the door opens and then you go into the bar it also has a normal entrance in the back, but that's no fun. So, um, and it's a legit barbershop. Like dudes are getting like lined up and freaking getting their beards done, and all the barbers are freaking these hipster dudes with like, like legit leather aprons and freaking scissor kits inside their aprons. So it's it's pretty it's pretty cool operation. When we went there, I thought my the the guy that was taking us there, he's a an old retired ranger. And uh, my hair was a little long at the time, so I, I legit thought he was uh, he was taking me there to get a haircut. And I, so we, like we walk in, I'm like, RJ, what the fuck, dude? I'm not getting my haircut today. Like that's not a thing. Like knock it off. And he's like, No, 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 come on. So then we would go through the speakeasy. Uh, but anyway, so their bar, they had a, uh, an incredible selection, uh, double layers, so two layers uh, across there, and then they had these cubby holes that had unicorns in them. You know, uh, just great, great whiskeys. Uh, like they had to get on like the little ladder, like they had the slidey ladder that went from side to side. So they had to like get nice. up on the ladder and pull the bottle down. And uh, I had that That's dude cool. going up and down the ladder freaking <laughs> just, just because I, I had never seen the bottles in person before. So I was like, fuck yeah, let me right. see that shit. And nice. you know, and comes down. So, mm. so yeah, the, and the lighting, the lighting is totally key. I would, yeah. I would do a mirror, I think. Um, just because, right. Um, but you do a mirror high so you don't do a mirror low so like i'm not looking at myself right so you do a mirror Mm. up above the the top row of bottles between the two towers so you can still look and you can angle that mirror back so you can still look back behind you because a lot of times there's a lot of funny shit going on you know what i mean and if you're sitting (laughs) there at the bar and you just want to watch like people watch and you know um and not be freaking weird and just turn your chair around and stare at people you don't know right you know you can watch through the freaking mirror and I, I do kind of I do kind of enjoy that so okay. I would have a mirror there. Okay. That's so what fun. are you serving? Well, <laughs> well, I have 
at my personal bar at home, I have a couple of shelves where I keep particular, like, the whiskeys I enjoy that are relatively inexpensive, that I think are good, that I can get really easily on uh, one particular shelf. And then on the shelf above it is the more expensive ones that I'm not going to buy every weekend or anything like that, that I think are deserve <laughs> a glass at a time because I think they're great. Um, uh, hands down, Buffalo Trace. That's that's going to be a bottle that lives in my bar because there is something about it. It's it's not expensive and for somebody like me where i am very money conscious when i buy and then there are times where i buy a more expensive bottle and then i kind of feel guilty about it but then i taste it and it's like okay i feel better now (laughs) you know so so buffalo trace number one definitely number one uh recently had the uh wild turkey 101 rye yeah fantastic Again, dirt cheap, and that might just be a Michigan thing. Um, that should be more expensive because of how good it is. You blasphemous bastard! <laughs> it's it's good. <laughs> um, I recently tried Rabbit Hole. I had their rye, very good. That would be definitely up there. The uh, the Powers John Lane would be on uh, 100% always have a bottle there. That's really good. Knob Creek's Smoked Maple. Oh, I just bought a new bottle of that because I had uh, my wife give, uh, got me one for Christmas last year. And this is when I kind of just started my my whiskey journey, if you want to call it. Oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> it's it's like uh, it's got the heat that you want from a good whiskey, but it's got this this freaking like it honestly like like there's almost like a bacon flavor in it, but like a maple bacon. Oh, so good. <laughs> so that would definitely be there. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm still young in my my whiskey stuff. Like I I would like to have beers on tap, but I mean since I've started whiskey, um, beers have kind of taken a back seat for me. Yeah. Honestly. Same. And like I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I like, like I still like beer. If, if it's around, I'll drink it. There's some, I like more than others and you know, and stuff like that. But if, if I have the option of whiskey, I more times than not, I'll, I'll take the whiskey. Yeah. So I would, I would serve my whiskey list would be extensive and it would be, very very diverse because the the one thing i have really enjoyed is tasting and trying uh different things things that are popular things that aren't popular things that you know um getting a a scotch guy to try bourbon or getting a bourbon guy to try scotch you want to see a funny face somebody that drinks a sweet whiskey all the time put something grassy or smoky in their mouth like for (laughs) real like we're talking isla fucking you know like smoke and band-aids flavor and freaking watch their face it's amazing i mean they can put down freaking you know a a 125 proofer 
uh, with a smile on their face, but you give them a sip of freaking Brooklady or freaking uh, Lagavulin, and they're like, like you know, and it's at ninety proof, <laughs> and they're just dying. It's it's great. So I would want, I would want a ton of diversity in whiskey, and whiskey would be the mm. the forefront of what I serve. I I have to, I would have to, because I don't want to. Like the last thing I want is somebody to feel like we don't have, like we we don't have what they like, so they don't. Uh, they don't feel welcome, you know? Um, and, and there's no snobbery that happens at, at my bar. So, uh, I want to have, and that's kind of why I have, I have some vodka, I have some gins, I have, uh, some other stuff on hand and I keep it on hand just because there's other people that don't like whiskey, but they like other, you know, distilled spirits and beer and that kind of stuff. So I want to keep that. So just to not alienate them and to provide something a little bit different. So, uh, my selections of gins, vodkas, and other would be significantly smaller. Um, and if I did beers, I would do Coors, Bud, and Miller Light, And then I would do what? three uh, local IPAs. No, dude, you got to – it's a bar, man. You got to have the freaking uh, cheap beer. You got to have the cheap beer, right? And here's the deal. If those so, are the – So where's the re- Rolling Rock then? Yeah, but your reaction is exactly why I would do it because you, like, you'd come in, you'd sit down, you'd be like, well, what beer do you have? You'd be like, oh, that sucks. I'll take a fucking Jim right? Beam. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, so, oh, so having the cheap beer is the ploy to get them to get the better stuff, right? Well, no, just the beer needs to be the freaking supporting cast, not the freaking star of the show. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's there. So when people are like, okay, I've had three whiskeys. I'm done with whiskey. Give me a beer that I can freaking put a nipple on and sip the rest of the night, you know? <laughs> so... It's, you know, that, that's there, but that's, that's what I would serve. All right. So we've talked about the layout. Let's, let's talk about what you hope to have in your bar as far as clientele. And, uh, uh, I wrote, so when we did the notes for the show, uh, I wrote, uh, you know, create your, your perfect bar from bar stools to drunk bitches. So, <laughs> I feel like we need to we need to talk about uh the environment of our of our favorite bars or our perfect bars. So talk to me about the environment of your bar. And the environment includes uh music, it includes people, it includes, you know, um sights, sounds, smells, all that shit. Uh music if doable, live music all the time there there's just something about live music that changes your drinking experience one of the first times of me ever enjoying whiskey other than a ginger ale and whiskey that i made at home was my first old-fashioned at at a bar that doesn't even it's not even around anymore which breaks my heart it was an old fashioned and they had live music and it was this local like <sighs> funk jazz with the lead female singer. It was magic. The entire night was magic. I sat there, listened to great music and sipped on a great drink and it was perfect. It was perfect. And so so live music. Um, anywhere from just something chilled jazz to like, I think of, uh, uh, dad has told me a story about 
when they went to a uh, a pub while they were in Ireland where these local guys showed up and had the, you know, uh, not bagpipes, uh, like a, a flute of some sort, a little hand drum, and then somebody had something else. And they just started playing in a booth. There, there wasn't a stage. There wasn't. They just started playing, and the bartender would bring them beer, just on and off throughout them. But there was that live music element, which was great. Uh, clientele, regulars, people that I see. So as soon as somebody walks in the door, I can say, "Hey, Bob or Phil or you know Laquisha. I don't care. Doesn't matter. As soon as I see your face." I know exactly what your first drink is going to be because you have chosen this space to be your space. Even though it's my space, you've chosen it to be your space. Right. So, so regulars. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I were regulars at, at a bar for for years before we had kids and it got to a point where on the weekends they always check IDs at the doors and stuff like that where they stopped checking our ID because they knew who we were. And like one of the near the end of when we stopped going there because we realized we were drinking too much was not only did they not check our ID, they said, hey, your booth is open, too, if you want your regular booth. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. We so, have a spot. Right. So so regulars, because you almost can count on them for your business, but then there's a connection that happens. There are people that you get to connect to on on a different level, but there's still some kind of a connection there. And it's and I think that'd be cool. So definitely regulars. So live music. Regulars. Uh smells. Oh jeez. I mean, I don't think you can get away from the average bar smell can you no and i i love that shit stale beer and freaking uh back in the day you know it used to be like there was a hint of of cigarettes because you know smoking was a thing in certain places and um right that smell i mean it sounds gross you know but (laughs) uh there's something about walking into a bar and just getting hit with the you know the stale you know the stale beer and freaking uh cigarette smoke where it's like oh this is this is a place, you know. Um, uh, cigar smoke would be better for me because I like cigars, but uh, I, I do. I, that would be that would be the smell. Like that would be, you know. Um, I don't want it to smell fruity. I don't want it to smell like fucking Axe body spray. I want, you know what I mean. Um, and then because people are going to impact that too. People are going to come yeah. in. Uh, you're going to have that beautiful perfume. Um, you're going to have that freaking dude who literally took a bath in fucking polo. Uh, before he came in, you know, and so like all that mixes in with everything too. But yeah, the I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, like so. So smell isn't isn't. I mean, that's gonna be what it's gonna be. Right. Right. Uh, I would like it yeah. to smell of the wood of the bar, but that's only gonna last yeah. for so long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. Once the regulars start like yeah. dumping shit, you know, Bob gets a little drunk, and you're like, go home. Not, go home. Not Bob. my regulars. My regulars are. Are cool. <laughs> yeah, I want I like I want a a dining room table feeling, you know, um, where when you're coming up to the bar, you're coming up to sit at, you know, because that, that's such a big deal for me. 
you know, uh, when we have accepted you into our circle, into our family, we invite you for mm-hmm. dinner. Like we, we break mm-hmm. bread with you. That's a, that's our family's thing. Um, that's how, you know, you've made it in with us is we, we have you freaking for food. And so, and so that, that feeling that, that I feel around the table, I would want that for the bar. Like when you come up, you're, you're coming up to somebody's dining room table. You've been, you've been accepted mm-hmm. into the inner sanctum and asked to break bread with them. Um, or have a, you know, but it, instead of bread, it's freaking, you know, corn, rye and barley in liquid form. Um, so, <laughs> so it's, I, that's the feeling I would want, you know, and, and at the same time, now that has the potential to be incredibly exclusive because if we didn't invite you to the table, what are you doing at the table? You know, so you got to still have that, that really open welcoming thing. And, uh, one of the, the best bars ever, uh, Irish Kevin's in Key West, you know, you knew people would walk in and whoever the singer was would stop singing literally like mid song and be like, Hey, where are you from? And they'd be like, ah, Michigan, like Michigan, hair from Michigan. Fuck you. You know, like <laughs> you know, just, it was, you know, the, the whole bar would yell at you and then, you know, everybody got, you know, excited about the new person coming in and, um, you know, and, and, you know, verbally abusing them as well. And, you know, so kind of establishing that. So there's this this at home feeling like when you come up to the bar, you're you're comfortable, you're relaxed. This is where you're supposed to be. Um, but then for new people, also, it is the it brings them in and uh, it's inviting. So that's kind of like the feel I would want live music. I go back and forth about live music. I would like live music at times. Um, but live music in my bar going experience has a tendency to be so goddamn loud that you're sitting four inches from people and you're screaming at them to talk. Yeah, see, it doesn't have to be that loud, though. You're right. It doesn't have to be. If it's your bar, you tell them, hey, turn that shit down. Joe Schmo and Sally Fields over here want to have a talk, so you need to turn it down. That's that's half the reason why my wife and I stopped going to places here in town, just because it's so loud. And it's like, no offense, when we have a drink, we want to be able to have a conversation yeah. without having to yell at each other. So when we get home, our vocal cords are strung out and we can barely talk. Right. I would like music playing in the background, you know. Um, I'm not going to have, like, some sort of swanky suit and tie bar, but just some, like, chill uh, jazz or some freaking, you know, I, I think I just default to Louis Armstrong and Frank Sinatra. You know what I mean? Oh. Just just in the back, you know, just kind of playing because, like, that's – you know, and and in the corners, those light areas I was telling you about, like those are the lounge areas that have like the beanbag chairs or the couches. You know, uh, <laughs> they have to be leather couches because people get drunk and spill shit, and um, yeah. that yeah. it cleans better. But uh, but those like you know the lounge areas, like where you can just kind of go and chill, and it just be this this super relaxed kind of environment. And you know, yeah. uh, I would definitely cater to the older crowd and by older crowd i'm talking like late 20s to early 40s crowd you know what i mean the folks who partied hard and now they're they're coming out to the bar to freaking just have a drink and relax and have a good time um they're not coming out to rage uh and fuck so (laughs) let's leave that you know let's get that all of our system down yeah so that's what we could do all right yeah yeah go down to sloppy joe's for a little bit and then when you're when when you calm down you come back to us (laughs) right (laughs) <laughs> uh, okay 
So at, at your bar, do you have a bouncer? No, I just have very big bartenders. I hire CrossFitters who bartend. Uh, <laughs> no, I, so bartend like the the bouncers. The places I go that have them, like that are like out there, you know, these giant freaking dudes. Um, I feel like you're you're almost inviting conflict. So if I have them, they're going to be in plain clothes, and they're not going to be six foot seven and four hundred and twenty five pounds. Um, they're right. going to be incredibly strong, smaller dudes who know how to fight uh, right. and know how to fight well. So that if something does happen, they can, you know. Uh, calm it down and get it outside because I don't want them to break my shit. So, uh, but I don't want there to be, uh, you know, you see, you think about the big dudes that wear those, the tight shirts that say security on them, you know, like somebody okay. at the door. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, got yeah. Yeah. Big flex. I get it. Cool. Yeah. Um, but generally, those are the places that I don't go to. Like, if they have mm -hmm. that there, that means that there's a reason. There's a reason that they need yeah. large people because shit gets wild. Uh, and that's not my thing. So, you know, to have some security there on nights where it gets busy. So you got your busy nights. So yes, I would have them, but I wouldn't have them in that role. You know what I mean? They'd be yeah. cleaning off tables. They'd be freaking whatever. And they're the dudes that are the moment something pops off. If it does, they're, they're on it and it's outside. See, that's the environment that I would want to have would be one that would encourage folks to, Hey, if you want to get wild, get wild just do it outside and then when you're done squaring off and punching each other in the face come in we'll give each of you a shot of something and then you guys can clink glasses and move on and it's i don't know yeah bouncers as soon as i see a bouncer outside before i've even gotten in I don't want to go in <laughs> because it's like, okay, it's about to be way too loud, way too expensive. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> so it like, that makes me default to my bar at home where I'm, I've, this will be my second home that I've had. And my first one I lived in for shit, seven years before I, I moved to my second home. I never put in a bar because it didn't feel right there was just something about it that was like okay a bar won't work here and so here i got a bar and so i got a space and i'm kind of still i'm still working on it and everything and but any night that my wife and i just kind of want to chill and i want to have a drink there's always a half worked on puzzle on one side of the bar mm. because my wife loves puzzles so she's always working on one. So there's always a puzzle out. And, you know, so I added uh, a little table in there because the kids want to be in there every now and again. And so, like, the other night I was standing behind the bar. I had a little glass of whiskey for myself, uh, a little glass of rum for my wife. The kids were on their little table doing their thing. Wife was doing the, the puzzle. I was like, okay, this is kind of perfect. I... I legit have my own bar space and my entire family's hanging out here. It was, it was great. And so I think of like having your own bar space, especially people who are passionate about starting their own bar. 
I think they want something like that. They see their customers as family members. Yeah. They want the people who are there to feel welcome and like they can make it their space for whatever amount of time they're there. So I, I think having regulars is is important because people who always come back, that means there's something about your space that makes them enjoy it so much that they want to keep experiencing it, which is great. And and I have yet to find another place like that. The only place I've ever felt that way, and shout out to the Griffin in Battle Creek, Michigan. You have yet to be replaced. <laughs> and I haven't lived in Battle Creek in eight years. <laughs> Maybe more. I, I'm terrible at math. So... You have yet to be replaced. Numbers Griffin. are so hard. Numbers are so hard. <laughs> I hate numbers. <laughs> but but yeah, it's re- regulars. Yeah. They're as and, as weird as that sounds. Well, but regulars important. are also great because the new people come in and sit down and they turn to the like, "Hey, what's good here?" You know, and the, "Oh, hey, yeah, try this, try this, mm-hmm. try this." Or, you know, they go, "Hey, default to the bartender. That guy over there, his name's Josh." He's going to freaking five questions and he'll put the perfect glass of whiskey in front of you, you know, Um, like like that. That's kind of where for me, like I love education stuff. So uh, the ability to I would have to I'd want to work behind the bar, but not be tied to it. You know what I mean? So when somebody comes in and is like, hey, I'm new to whiskey. What what do you got? You know, so, okay, cool. Now we're going into freaking education mode Um, Mm -hmm. and. You know, saying, okay, cool, let's, you know, we offer a flight, a tasting flight, let's, what food do you enjoy? And, you know, and then going like that and, yeah. and start just uh, talking them through, you know, whiskey from, from go to go and, and getting it, you know, freaking mm-hmm. doing that, the education piece, because that's, you know, the one thing I really, I've really enjoyed our, our bar in our last house, we had lots of people around the bar all the time and going through and just trying different whiskeys and tasting different stuff and experiencing like all that together was, was so much fun. And then knowing the stories behind it and being able to share, you know, information, you know, the person that made this is actually a freaking alumni of this location, you know, and, uh, and going on about that. So it, uh, that, that part of it would be, would be super cool. And then to have, you know, the locals be like, Hey, Oh, get the, get, get the dude with the backwards hat. He'll freaking he'll get you where you need to go, you know? <laughs> and that would be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. See, like I'm, I'm not huge in the education part. If, if it tastes good, I'll drink it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, not nothing against where they came from or how they started or anything like that. I, I 100% respect that. But for me, it's the connection with the people. It's it's the yeah. conversations you start with with whoever's there. It's and and that's a weird thing that I realize about myself because honestly, I'm I'm an introvert. I like staying at home. I I'm not a huge go out to places unless I have my place to go where everybody knows my name. You know, so I mean, I mean, shit like that. But in in my bar, it's it's about the people. It's it's about you know 
Joe Schmo walking in after, you know, he comes in every day after work, has one glass of whiskey, and he quietly sits on his own, and you're just there to kind of give him his glass and do a little pat on the bar in front of him saying, hey, you're all right, man. We're, we're here, you know. It's uh, it's it's about the people, and and that's what I miss about bars is the people watching. Is just seeing how so many different types of people interact with each other, or interact with the groups they came with, but then realizing that there's an establishment that is accepting of so many different type of people is is great and i think that would be a big focus is that everybody is welcome at this bar doesn't matter who you are how you identify or any other of the politically correct bullshit that's going on whatever everybody everybody <laughs> have a disclaimer a on the outside you gotta have a disclaimer on the outside leave your pronouns at the door everybody <laughs> right? in here is dude <laughs> yes that's a perfect sign i'll have that made it's yeah it, that, that's just it though it's it it's just for everybody to have a level equalizer where you aren't gonna ge- be judged by color of your skin you know blah 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 you might get judged on if you get a Bud Light when you have a top shelf whiskey that you could pick from. If you pick the Bud Light, we'll have a red buzzer that goes off every time you order. It's like, hey, this motherfucker got a beer. <laughs> and it's a water beer, you know, just whatever. <laughs> just it's I don't know. It's it's <laughs> that, what I'm rambling. I, I like that idea though. <laughs> that would be kind of fun. <laughs> uh, I think of uh the movie uh what was it, Coyote Ugly? Hey, do we serve water at this bar? Hell no, H2O. You spray the shit out with the hose. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, definitely a buzzer that goes off when you freaking hit the tap on, like, the Bud Light. Like, like a bang, bang, bang. And then that cues somebody to be like, you know, uh, you know. Well, that's when the live music would stop and be like, oh, no. Somebody yeah. ordered the, the singer thick goes, did water. you just order a beer? What is wrong with you? Yeah, talk about making few, uh, people feel alienated. That'd be hilarious. Oh, yeah. Oh. I love it. I love it. All right, Bubba. Let's wrap this shit up, man. We've uh, we've had a, a long conversation about our favorite bar. So it's, uh, it's always good to be in the, the studio with you. I look forward to our live recording here in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an adventure. There's going to be so many fucking people there. Oh, it's going to be so much fun, though. Oh, it's going to be so loud. Again. It's the so people. Oh, so many people. All right. It's going to be great. So, friends, I'm excited. We are, uh, we are, the Tavern in Question is going on the road to Fillmore, New York next week. And we're going to be having a multi generational talk of, uh, you know, of, of where our, our bar freaking aspirations and the shenanigans that we go through came from. Multi generational, like four generations worth of folks. Uh, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So, stay tuned. Listen up. And uh, that's gonna do it for us here. We're uh, we're closing the fucking doors and kicking everybody out. Josh, you good, dog? Yeah. Yeah, you're looking a little fuzzy. 
I'm naturally blush. Oh, okay. Right on. <laughs> He's hitting them G and T's pretty hard. All right, friends, from those of us at the bar and uh, Tavern and Qu- oh, Let me start that over. <clears throat> All right, folks, from those of us here at the Tavern in Question, we wish you good night. Cheers. Oh, shit. I should probably stop. Stop.